at the outclove of the <laughs> at the top of the ridge. Remember how I said last episode you all started somebody in the distance <laughs> shining SOS from something shiny from the distance? You're still seeing this person do SOS over and over again as it begins to reflect off the sun. And the and Padre just looks at the rest of you. All right, boys, I don't know exactly what that means. I know it's SOS, which means we got a live one down there. Hop in the van and just hold on tight. And just looks at you, Bobby, and says, Bobby, are we right? Is she ready? Can she handle one more? Can she handle? So, so Bobby is still kind of like hyper focused on the Armageddon that is spread in front of him. And the only thing that he chokes out from like the bottom of his throat is, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. And then like he passes a moment and then he looks at Padre. He's like, you asked me a question, Padre? And Padre just grabs you by the shoulders, Bobby, and says, listen, son, I know you're in shock. Trust me, I am too. But I need you to be... I need you to be on your A game. I need you to be a brave right now. Somebody is down there. We need to go see what it is. And it just grasps, squeezes your shoulder a little bit harder, more so out of a comfort, more than trying to put too much pressure on your shoulders. He's trying to reassure you in this moment and says, Bobby, I'm going to need you and every brave. Can you do this for me? So that kind of that definitely snaps Bobby back, even though he's still looking at Padre with his eyes are just like super wide. And he's just Padre. Yeah. Yeah. Sure thing. Sure thing. But yeah. The van's good. We're good. We can do. We got one more. We got one more jump there, Padre. Excellent, Bobby. And Padre turns to the rest of you who are still looking out on this enclave. All right. Troop of 202. I know things are a little bit surprising. I know a lot of you are in shock. But there will be a time and a place to take this all in. But right now, we still got a live one down there. All Troop 202 into the van. We roll out and just like ushers you guys back into the van. So as, as soon as we get everyone gets in the van and the van door shuts and starts up, Bobby is just going to give this stress relieving or yeah, stress relieving chuckle. And he's just going to be like, <laughs> wouldn't it be a fucking wicked pisser if there were fucking zombies down there? Gosh, dang it. Bobby's going to be. I immediately <laughs> shoot him a darting stare as soon as he says that. That's like some Hollywood bullshit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, this is going to be this. Alrighty. as you as the as the van gets started and Padre just peels off a la Fast and Furious style. <laughs> you guys hold on for dear life as Padre is like bending around the curves as you descend this kind of mountain bank. And after a short period of time, you guys end up finding your way back to the base entrance of the base entrance of Sequoia Falls. Now, as the van slowly comes to a stop, you all with Padre Pio get out of the van because unfortunately the van padre should have taken that deal and got his the upgrade he wants to be stubborn and all that so if you're gonna need if you're going to use the van again bobby is gonna have to fix it later but as of right now it looks like y'all are walking as the battery kind of just 
spiders and kind of just dies. It's still good. It's still good. It's still good. It's all right, guys. It's still good. But <laughs> Bobby is trying to reassure. Alrighty. <laughs> so let's get these descriptors out of the way. So you guys get out of the van and you guys make your way towards the direction of the mirror, which you all know is coming from St. Augustine's. So as you walk into what once was a lively Sequoia Falls is now just desolate. Amongst all of you, the first thing that kind of strikes you is the eerie silence that kind of seems to hang in the air. The once bustling streets are now empty and the buildings stand tall and abandoned. With broken windows and peeling paint, the wind howls through the streets, carrying with it the carrying with it the crunching of broken glass under you as you all make your way forward, adding to the feeling of (laughs) desolation. Granted, the sky and the sun is still overhead, but you start to see that the clouds are beginning to move as they naturally do, and they're starting to form an overcast as the sun is obscured in some parts as you're walking through the town with a thick layer of clouds Casting a gloomy shadow over Sequoia Falls. The only sounds you hear are the occasional creaks of wood and metal, adding to the feeling of unease and foreboding. As you make your way deeper into the town, as you get closer to St. Augustine's, you start to notice signs of struggle and desperation all over. Abandoned vehicles litter the streets and there are scorch marks on some of the buildings. Evidence of a struggle that took place. The feeling of unease turns into one of nervousness as you realize that something terrible must have happened. You can't shake the feeling that you, you can't shake the feeling you're being watched as if someone or something is lurking in the shadows. The longer you stay out in the open like this, the more you start to believe that you're not alone and that danger could be lurking just around the corner. (laughs) As you all make your way through the town, you get to witness this firsthand destruction. But more gruesomely, you all come across what seem to be bodies just strewn about and just laying there, lifeless, across various portions of the street. And as soon as Padre noticed this, he grabs all of you and throws you behind him and puts his hand out and says, Eyes forward, braves. Just move forward and keep your eye on the prize of St. Augustine. As he is attempting to not get you guys freaked out with the death and destruction that is currently in front of you. So I'm going to do something a little bit different here. I want to give each of my troop that is entering the town with the Padre. I want you guys to come and give me a bit of description of what your character is feeling right now, given the situation that they just walked into. So I'm going to start with I'm going to start with CJ. CJ. Why don't you narrate to me what are the inner thoughts and feelings that CJ is currently feeling at the moment, given the scene placed in front of him? Seeing everything around, he 
CJ is holding back, running home right now and seeing if his if his family is okay. He has a pretty large family, middle child of a family uh, of, I believe I wanted to do five siblings. And he's, he's looking forward, but it's not like he's actually looking where he's going because his mind is just focused on his family and if they're okay. And that he really just wants to be with them right now and make sure that, and know that they're okay. And it's that like cross between panic and such while he's walking through and seeing all this. Alrighty. And so next up, Artie, why don't you tell us how he's feeling at the moment? So a couple things are going through his mind right now, but the overall feeling Marty Artie is getting is complete and utter anxiety. His eyes are darting left and right. He's like a little bit more jumpy than usual. But most of all, he's thinking about where the fuck is my sister and how and how is my mother because she works at the hospital. She's a trauma nurse or trauma. She works in ER. She's a trauma doctor. So that's what's going on. What's the fastest way to my house so I can see if my sister's there? And what's the fastest way to the hospital? Thank you. Gabriel, why don't you give us an insight of how he is feeling at the moment? Coming in and seeing all this, the the first thing that hits him is not really terror, but more of sorrow that obviously all these people here that I'm seeing on the streets Unfortunately, they're all dead. There's nothing that they they can do to help. But he, after a few moments, he snaps out of the sorrow feeling and immediately goes on alert because he's wanting to protect the friends that he's with right now. Thank you, Gabriel. So right of course. Now his, his eyes are... In the military terms, he's got his head on a swivel. He's keeping an eye out for any movement. Yeah. So, Gabriel, you're keeping an eye on things. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, Bobby, why don't you give us a little insight of his emotional state and his thought process at the moment? So, as they get out of the van, Bobby's just, nah, it's still good, guys. It's still good. No worries. It's, a, it's still good. But as soon as they get out of the van, the not only the sight of everything, but the that the smell of, of fire and charred body and death, the airy, airy sound of just deathly quietness and the, uh, the oscillating environmental changes from like where they're walking past a, a house that's on fire or, or, or a dumpster that's on fire, it intermixed with it's that weird phenomena like in the summertime when a storm pushes through and it's like super hot one minute and then like ice cold the other minute, right? All these things just hit him all at once. And he just, he turns into just a blubbering, crying mess. There's no rational thought going through his mind. 
at this moment. It's just like this whole flipboard of pictures that are just going through his mind. So it's so at this point, like survival, something coming at them. Yeah, the how his family's doing. None of that, none of that is on his mind, but all of that is on his mind right now. And the only way that he's keeping up with the rest of the group is that he's he's done the really scared person at a haunted house thing where he has attached himself to the back of one of the other braves and he's just buried his head into that individual's back and all that individual can hear from him is is messy crying not loud messy crying but like messy deep sobbing and that individual can after a few minutes can feel the tears like through their shirt that that are coming from them bobby i would like you to roll me a d4 and let me know what you get please that would be a three okay so the reason i had you roll it is because i wanted to see which person you ended up putting your head up against and with a three you end up burying your head into CJ's back of his shirt. <laughs> and CJ, you just feel the emotions of Bobby pass through him onto your shirt. And you can just feel the crying and the sobbing as the shirt, as your shirt in the back begins to grow a little more damp. But you can also feel these emotions being poured out feelings of fear and worry and anxiety and just all the emotions as this blubbering usually the tough guy bobby is now being very vulnerable in this moment i i feel this and it's the only thing that kind of brings cj back into the moment in what they're currently doing and in terms of hearing Hearing Bobby and feeling him, CJ's gonna look back and go wrap his arm around Bobby and hold him close as they continue to walk towards the church. And he's probably gonna be sobbing as well with him. As you all continue your way through the town, you inch your way ever closer and closer to St. Augustine's. As you and the rest, as all of you of Troop 202, make your way through the abandoned streets, you, the sound, the silence is, the eerie silence, I should say, is dissipated when you all suddenly hear a very low, guttural growl. You freeze in place with your heart racing as you all begin to look around to see if you can identify the source of the sound, you hear it coming from a figure in the distance, kind of shuffling towards you all with a slow, relentless pace. And of course, I'm not going to make you all roll with this, but you each realize that with the shock that this is a zombie, its flesh is rotting and its eyes are empty. You all are with Padre just huddle around and are currently rooted in this particular spot as you're just staring at this thing paralyzed with fear as the zombie continues to shuffle forward. The zombie lets out another growl 
revealing as its maw begins to open wider, revealing rows of decayed yellow teeth. So it's like literally what happens if you took like corn kernels from a corn on the cob and you stuck it in your mouth. That is the color and the disgustingness that this thing is. The zombie has. Padraig starts pushing you all back as to back away a little bit, sensing that your nerves are all on edge as he is trying to help you guys put distance between you and the zombie. I need all of my braves that are currently with Padre. I need you all. Let's see. I need you all to roll me your grit. So I need so Bobby, CJ, Artie, and Gabe, I need you all to roll me a grit prize. So I'll let you roll for a little bit, and then one by one, I will ask for your totals. <laughs> Alrighty. So let us start with CJ. CJ, what did you end up getting with your grit? I rolled a two. Oh no. <laughs> Alrighty, so CJ, you got a two. Bobby, what did you get? I got a three. Oh, okay. Artie, what did you end up getting? Unmas, number four. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then finally, Gabe, what did you get with your grit? I rolled 19. Holy crap, bro! Damn! A 10 and then a 9. Oh, oh. okay. So <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Gabe, you. So once again, going into a little bit of Gabe's background. So there is a trigger warning for those of you who have been victim of parental abuse. So just a fair warning now. Gabe. And I don't want to. And I'm trying to word this correctly. Given your past experiences with your own father and just being able to survive that. While a zombie standing in front of you is still something that you really can't comprehend because the only time you've ever seen a zombie is through the comics that you've read, the TV shows and movies that you watch and the podcasts that you have listened to. But the years of learning to adapt and survive, given the unpredictability that your own father gives to you from time to time, has helped you sharpen your mind to be more malleable and adaptable to a situation. The emotions and the fear are still there, but you realize that if you linger on them too long in this current situation, things are only going to get worse. So when the time comes, you're going to need to be ready at a given moment's notice. The rest of you, however, Artie, Bobby, and CJ, the three of you are overcome with just straight fear. Again, you all are aware what zombies are, but you still can't quite register in the synapses of your brains how a zombie, which is supposedly a creature of fiction, is standing right in front of you. And as you're all becoming paralyzed with your own fear, CJ, because you rolled the lowest with this, CJ... You let out a scream as your brain doesn't register what's in front of you. So instead of trying to verbalize it in 
actual sentences and phrases. You just express your feelings through this scream, which breaks this spell of silence. And the zombie kind of cracks its head a little bit, turning towards your direction as it begins to scramble towards all of you. It now goes from like this kind of shuffling to this quickened jog of a pace as its arms are outstretched out and it is growing and it is closing the gap between you and the rest of the group as it's inching closer and closer with arms outstretched. And you all have a decision to make. It's either fight or flight time. And you only have a couple of seconds to do Bobby. Can I just get a quick clarification? Are we talking shambling Night of the Living Dead? The very first one shambling or are we talking like World War Z? We're talking World War Z, Left for Dead, Left for Dead 2 zombies where, yeah, it's no it's no bueno. All righty. Gabe, since you rolled the highest, I'm going to put the fate of this crew in your hands. You get to make the decision what you tell this crew, along with the Padre is going to back you up no matter what decision you make. So just to clarify that. But you ultimately get to decide with the way that everything has gone on so far and seeing that your friends are a little bit frightened and no fault of his own. CJ broke the silence and was the catalyst to get this zombie coming running towards you all. And I say shuffling, but it's more like a brisk jog pace. But it's this thing is fast. It's unnaturally fast. It's not a flailing sprint. Yeah, a a flailing sprint. I love that. But I will let you, since you rolled the highest, you get to pick the plan of action. Are you going to try to get your friends to fight or are you going to get them to be of a bird and fly and use flight? Okay. Okay. Since I was able to compose myself apparently very well, is there anything like at my feet, like two by fours? Broken pipe, anything. Is there anything right near, uh, right next to me? Let me consult the we- <laughs> Let me consult the table, and I am going to have you roll me a quick brains roll, and we'll see how much you get. Right, because <laughs> that's my strong suit. Remember, the smaller dice has the greatest possibility of exploding. That is what I've come to learn. And didn't you say at the beginning of each session we get a brave token or whatever they're called? That is correct. You each start with a brave token and the brave token adds a plus one to your roll. But when you turn it in, you no longer have it. But you also can be awarded brave tokens, which actually reminds me for those of you that failed CJ, Artie and Bobby. When you fail, you also get a brave token as well. So now each of you has two. CJ, you currently have the one at the moment. Not CJ, I'm sorry. Gabe, you have one at the moment. CJ, you have two because you okay, failed. Uh, with the uh, with my whatchamacallit, it says that if I yeah, spend a brave token and add plus three to a roll. Okay. So oh, I- okay. Go for it. I know what you're talking about now. So wait a minute. Okay, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, my trope or whatever. So can I? Do I have to spend it first, or can I roll and then spend it? Why don't you read your, tr- uh, your 
trope's ability with the brave token and then we can go from there that, that is pretty much all it says and or at least that's all i've gotten written down is spend a brave token and add plus three to roll is it the ruffian yes yeah it literally says spend a brave token to add plus three to your roll in addition to any bonus from an applicable <laughs> skill patch yes okay i was like okay so it's one of the few that's the catch-all, end-all, be-all. Okay, so yeah, so you can spread a brave token and you get a plus three to this. So go ahead and roll your brains for me, please. And then add that plus three. I swear to God, if you roll high, I'm actually going to be mad. <laughs> okay, so I rolled okay, but I want to go ahead and spend that token. Okay, so what is the grand total? Ten. Damn, Okay. And that's what's well, for in brains. Hey, you know what? Sometime it'd be like that. Alrighty, so on a 10 of my weapon cash chart that I have, as you're looking around, you do find a lead pipe kind of laying besides one of the upturned cars. Actually, no, it's not a lead pipe. It's like a it's like one of those like wrenches <laughs> that you see that like are mostly industrial wrench. Like an industrial wrench. <laughs> So you find it and I'm assuming you're going to pick it up. I'm going to do a big protect. Yes. Okay. So you pick it up. Now I will say this. You are able to grab the wrench and the zombie sees you moving towards it. You grab it. And this zombie is now in range of you. And as you pick up this wrench and turn towards this zombie, it's you are now literally face to face with this thing. And it grabs your shoulders and begins to tighten its grip as much as a zombie can and begins to crack its head. And you hear its neck begin to pop and creak and crack. And you swear that it's breaking its own neck as it keeps like shuddering in different angles and positions. And it opens its mouth once again, showing these decayed yellow teeth. And it just lets out this guttle. Okay. As it grabs onto me, can I just like shoulder check it to knock it back? You can most certainly try. Since you're going to try to shoulder check this thing, I need you to roll me a fight. Let's go. Fight or brawn, because it's like sure muscle here. I'm going to, you know what? Actually, brawn would probably work. So this is brute strength since you're trying to. Yeah, give me a brawn. <laughs> oh, man, if you roll low, this is not going to be great. But it's also will be funny for me to narrate this. Alrighty, Gabe. So how did the brawn go? <laughs> 23. The good thing is you did get a brave token. <laughs> Unfortunately, you fail. So you go to shoulder check this zombie, Gabe. Unfortunately, you don't quite understand where this strength is coming from. Because as you try to shoulder check it, its hand begins to tighten on its grip begins to tighten Wait, I on the shoulder. With oh, you said 23. I thought it was a three. All no, I, I said 23. Oh, damn. OK, no, you passed with flying colors. All I heard was the three portion. I was like, damn, I was oh, like, sorry. Oh. No, never mind. Let's backtrack that. So, damn, with the 23, yeah, you're able to shoulder check the zombie and it loses its balance and it falls to the floor, like literally on its butt cheeks or what's left of it anyways. Don't look at me like that. Not so Maximus. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Okay. So the zombie is on the floor. And as you're with wrench in hand, the Padre just looks at you, Gabe, and just runs towards you, grabs you, and says, we need to go now. We need to go now. Kind of looks at you, Gabe, and just gives you that look as, listen, I know you want to fight, but we need to go. <laughs> and turns you towards the direction of your friends so you can take a look at their faces as they are still horrified. All right, come on, you scaredy cats. Let's go. Damn. And who was it who rolled the lowest? That would be CJ. He's the one who screamed. I grab his shoulder and I just start like lunging him forward. <laughs> Can I roll a flight to see if I ran? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Roll me a flight. Because I think that at this point, this is what he would do. As soon as that zombie comes at CJ, comes at, towards the group, he's bolting towards the church. That would be a five. Okay, so you succeed. There, <laughs> but you succeed. So let's rewind this. So Gabe, as you're turning, be like, all right, CJ, let's go. And you don't even finish the sentence as you see, like comical fashion. You just see like the outline of CJ, like the comic, like dotted line outline of his. And it just blinks a little bit. And as you turn, you just see you're just seeing CJ book it to the church. Literally, the <laughs> only thing that you would hear if you had telepathy is literally just the bruh thing going on <laughs> literally the sound effects bruh bruh <laughs> literally all righty i need to reconnect my soundboard <laughs> oh no not the soundboard <laughs> all righty so yeah so cj's booking it and then the padre turns to you all and just shakes his head a little bit as at least i will say he has the right idea let's go and so padre grabs you Artie, and you bobby and grabs you by the scruff of your shirts as he's forcing you two to run with him as y'all start making your way to the church. And then Gabe, you are following behind them as taking up the rear, so to speak. And I still have the wrench. I am not leaving that big wrench. Oh, no, you currently have it right now. And so all of you begin making your way, some at a quicker pace than others. And CJ is just flying like he's a runner. He's a track star kind of mentality going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> literally like <laughs> roadrunner I, mean, I put d20 into flight <laughs> that is true yeah i still roll a five listen sometimes bigger isn't always better the bigger dice make it more chance to fail <laughs> all righty you all eventually make your way to the church as you are all running osman as you're still playing with this mirror a little bit you see some familiar figures like running to running at the base of the church. So you first see CJ, who's just like full on booking it to the front doors. And then probably behind him, Padre with Artie and Bobby in tow, pushing them along. And then you see Gabe coming up the rear. And for all intents and purposes, even though Kellen's not here, you also see Alex just running alongside in front of Gabe as well as everyone starts making their way towards the door and flinging those suckers open. And you see them entering the cathedral door. All right. Forgot I was muted. So I'm guessing if they're I can hear them coming through. So I'm going to make my way back down from the uh, from the bell tower. We're rather excited to see someone that I can talk to and just be like, guys, what the hell? So 
as all of you are catching your breath as Padre begins to close the door and lock it up and seal it as best as he can, he like puts a couple chairs underneath of the door handles and starting to be good at the work. You hear coming from the staircase leading up the bell tower, you see the familiar figure of your good old pal, your good Judy, as some people call it, Osmond coming down the stairs with Betsy the Bat, a slingshot attached to his hip and his backpack. Yes, Bobby. <laughs> quick, quick clarification. The cathedral, is it built in, in the Gothic, in the Gothic style with stone? Or is it built like the more modern cathedrals where it's made to look like Noah's Ark and they're like made out of wood and timber? I will say that this is going to be the Gothic in the traditional sense that Edgar Allan Poe would have had a field day in here. Let's leave. Let's put it at that. So it's like made of stone and all that good stuff. <laughs> But yeah. All right. Uh, so as soon as they got inside, Bobby is finding like the first. Is there like a vestibule and then like the inside part of the church or does it just open straight up in, into the church? It straight up opens into the church. <laughs> All right. So as soon as they get in there, Bobby's finding the first set of pews and he's just like sliding on the floor in between the pews and just like curling up into a ball and is just. Like a fetal position. Sobbing mess. Yeah, position sobbing mess right now. Oh, Bobby. As soon as CJ sees Ozzy, he goes to try to explain everything from the moment they left the campsite to getting here. But it's all coming out as gibberish and half completed sentences. It's just like, exactly. And at the end, he just goes, fuck. And he collapses and passes out. Meantime, I am helping bar the doors. <laughs> yeah, so Osmond, yeah, you're able to under you're able to connect the pieces and you're able to translate what CJ is trying hey, to tell you. CJ's uh, CJ's ramblings that I guess we pick up every third, fourth word and make a mental picture. And Ozzy's gone into code breaker mode. <laughs> I will say the words that are come that were coming out of his mouth are pretty scrambled, but you can make out every word except the word zombie. The word zombie never actually leaves his lips. It always is and then he moves on. So he never actually says the Z word. <laughs> oh my goodness. I guess we'll try to talk to I guess he I was just gonna try to help see what everybody's going on talk to maybe ask padre what's what why what's happening what why is this what are these people what's going on he's not i'm not going to say completely level-headed but he's not quite in full panic freak out mode yet he did I, you know, his only interaction so far have been with the zombie dogs i turn around and i look at ozzy and i go ozzy you remember that horror movie we watched the other weekend yeah Oh, shit. Dude, no, this is... Somebody slap me. Wake me up. This is a bad dream. I walk up and I slap him. Not full on, just more, hey, we're right here. And I show him, like, where that thing started to dig into the the shoulder of my shirt. I'm like, I didn't do this on the trip, pal. Osmond, I need you to roll something for me. I need you to to dodge out of the way of my slap. No, the slap happens, but this is more okay, important. Then, then he's shit. This is real. 
Yes. I need you to roll me a brains, please, because after your slap, you are still having a conversation with Gabe at the moment. But I want to see if you notice something in particular on Gabe. So go ahead and roll me a brains, please. That's a six. Sweet. So that definitely passes. That's a little so, over, apparently. Osmond, as you are recovering from the light love tap that Gabe gave you, and Gabe is explaining where the zombie grabbed him, as you take a look, you do see that there are a little bit of impression marks. You do see that his shirt is ripped a little bit. But as you take a closer look upon the rip, you don't necessarily you do see a little bit of his skin pigmented red a little bit, which is usually a sign if somebody grabs on you hard enough, it leaves like the red imprint or whatever. But there is no broken skin, thankfully. Yeah, I didn't think about that one. <laughs> Did anybody else see the crazy ass dog that I, that I had? I had I barely made it out of the house. They Bro, were, they no. were coming through the door no. and no, no zombie doggos, no zoggos. Yes, yes. So they, I mean, it was. I'm, I what's what is this? And why are what, dude? It almost broke. It almost ripped your shoulder off. Zombies are they? Are they super zombies? They're quite fast, and you think they'd be like insanely strong too, but it's like. Picture of a zombie video game, but on like normal difficulty. So we're screwed. <laughs> screwed. Basically. We just got a good good challenge ahead of us. The fact that you use that terminology and the fact that I understand it, I don't know whether to be impressed or terrified. But I'm intrigued nonetheless. <laughs> oh my goodness. I like your positivity. <laughs> so I will say the two of you continue to have this conversation. Meanwhile, Artie, how are we holding up, bud? What's Artie doing at this moment? He's pacing back and forth, like, thinking of things that he could start doing and ways that he's trying to, like, get himself out of the situation. He even, while they're, like, boarding the door or trying to reinforce it, he looks out at it and just has that passing, like, thought of, if I just run out and just go to my house... Maybe somebody will be there. Maybe I can help some. Maybe I can get them and we can come back. Or maybe if I, as just that whole thought process, he's just pacing back and forth enough to give, if anybody was near him, enough to give them anxiety too. So I will say, Artie, as you are having this moment, Padre notices the uneasiness that is stirring within your soul, so to speak. And he just walks over to you and gently. With his big hands, he gently takes you to a set of pews and sits you down and just puts his hand on your shoulder and just says, tell me what's going on, Artie. I was like, I know you tend to keep these things in, but I need you to be transparent with me. What is going on in your mind? I don't know, Pot. Like, a lot of things are going on. Not just the whole night of the living dead, day of the living dead. It's three o'clock or something. I don't know. I don't know, my my sister, mom, especially my mom, you know how much she worries, Appa. I know, Artie, I know. And you sort of rub your shoulder a little bit. 
Look, I would be lying to you if I said that everything's going to be fine. Because obviously, as we saw, things are not fine. So I'm not one to lie to you. But I can promise you this, Artie. At least for now, just need to all calm down as best as we can. And once the initial shock is over, then we all can get together and figure out a plan of what we're going to do next. But I need you to be what we brave stand for, that we help at a moment's notice and that we support each other along the way. I know you can do this, Artie. And remember, you have your other friends here. And you have me. Don't worry. Once everything calms down a bit, we'll look for your mom and your sister. And we'll look for everyone else's families as well. And just he tries his best to give you a reassuring, like, side hug, so to speak. Now, granted, Padre is a little bit about the rough around the edges, but he was a priest at one point. And while he is rough around the edges, he still has his ways to be as charismatic and as a people person as much as he can in his late stage of life, so to speak. So he just pulls you in for a little bit of side hug and just like nestles you a little bit, just trying to relieve the anxiety a little bit. Nardi just finally gives into the situation. If it's like, if I can't do something now, there's no point in worrying about it too much. I'm still worry, but it's not really in my control right now. He like breathes, just like a little bit of tears rolling down his cheek. He like pushes his glasses up and like wipes his face a bit. And he looks at Padre and he's okay. Then what can I do that can help so I can just stop thinking about it for three minutes? I can tell you one thing you can do as he kind of Padre peeks over the pew a little bit, seeing CJ passed out on the floor. You can go see if CJ's doing okay. He's probably exhausted given the fact that he saw a zombie, ran to the church, and then try to communicate all that to Osmond. But just make sure he didn't sustain any head injuries or any injuries, so to speak, when he fell and passed out to the floor. It was a pretty loud thud. And in, in which case, Artie would get up and do the little, like, math kind of thing. And <laughs> walk, waltz over to CJ. Even though deep down, Artie is, eh, I don't know about the CJ. He does a physical and also metamorph metaphorical, like, swallow. And does a little, like, first aid like medical check on him trying to see if he's okay giving him a little nudge cj hello dude dude all right dude <laughs> and i know it's probably not anything serious but if i can roll a first aid check just to see if he actually did it said or if he like harmed himself let me see i'm looking at hmm how do we want to do this so you are taking Technically, you're using your knowledge of first aid to see if he sustained any injury. So I'm going to have you roll a brains. <laughs> okay. And that's a plus three, right? Because it's my skill pouch. Yes. And you are actually giving first aid to CJ. So you get a plus three to this roll as well. All right. That's going to be a eight. Okay. So that definitely passes. So you are able to give first aid successfully to CJ. And as you're taking a look over him, you do notice that he hasn't really sustained too much of an injury. He is sweating a little bit, but that's because he did a full sprint to the church. So that quick burst of energy. 
But other than that, you don't see any other injuries. And yeah, he, and he's probably more exhausted than anything. And he passed it on the floor through the shock and value. But he didn't hurt himself when he like flopped to the ground. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, I guess at that point, Artie is going to try to pick him up and move him to a more comfortable position, like on a pew or like one of those little kneeling things that have the cushion on them the kneelers <laughs> yeah to try to rest them on that so it's like a makeshift bed i'm not gonna lie as a kid i always wanted to try that <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> anyways yeah it's not the most comfortable position but you're able to help put cj there so at least he's stable while he's laying there it's gonna be all right bud we're gonna get through this hopefully <laughs> but probably you know how us braves are we persevere. We persevere. Alrighty. He lets out a snore. Oh, jeez. Proud of you. <laughs> While this is going on, let's go over to Bobby. So, Bobby, you're still a blubbery mess at this point. <laughs> yeah, for a good few minutes while... All this other stuff is going on. Bobby is very much just a, 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 a wreck. After a few minutes, though, whilst all this other stuff is going on, he is able to compose himself enough. He's still doing that crying that if you've ever gotten really super emotional, be it like mad or sad, it's that crying that you still that's. That, that that still comes out of your eyes, but like you you still have like your mental facilities and you're able to think type thing. So that's what's going on to Bob for Bobby right now as he starts to stand up. Now, question about this cathedral: Is it just a one story cathedral, or is it is it the type of cathedral that in the back the, the the quote unquote in the back of the cathedral, there's there's a second floor that's usually where the choir sits up there and the organist has their organ. Uh, is there a second floor like that or is this just a, a first floor cathedral? I will say for all intents and purposes, this is a one story cathedral. The only other elevation that you can get to is the bell tower itself. Okay. Let me backtrack that a little bit. There is a second floor, but it's like partial. So you know how like in big Catholic churches towards the back, they have the second floor for like where the choir sits and all that stuff. That, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So there is that. <laughs> okay, cool. Sweet. So Bobby's going to head up there, but he is going to stop at every window and he's going to look out and he's going to look for a vehicle that's parked close to the church and has like maybe and has a dead body either in the car in the driver's seat or a dead body like with the car door open and the dead bodies like as if they were getting into the driver's seat before they died okay from where you're currently standing at, I guess I'm going to say go ahead and give me, I guess, a brains roll because you to see if you're able to see as far as the eye can see. OK, so let's see where that gets you. OK, not very far Two. now I will say you do have a brave token if you want to add a plus one and 
Similar to Friday Night Fights, you can add as many as you want in order to get that to a plus four. You do have two at the moment. Yeah, let's add the plus two. So let's make it a four. Okay, so it bar- it's barely succeeding, but you succeed because the magic number is four. <laughs> All righty. So, Bobby, as you are taking a look out of, you know, this choir loft out the window and you're taking a look, you see still complete destruction and devastation all over the streets of Sequoia Falls. And you see some zombies are shuffling about people lying dead in the street. As you keep looking, you see a little bit... I want to say in the distance, but it's more like maybe a couple blocks down the street, so to speak. You do see what looks to be a mechanic shop. And you see the sign hanging off of the corner that says Big Bubba's Tires and Auto Repair. And of course, as everyone is familiar around, Big Bubba is, his name says it for himself, Big Bubba is a big burly mountain of a man who happens to run a mechanic shop. And so while you don't necessarily see any cars from the outside of the shop, you fire the synapses a little bit and you make the inference that maybe just maybe there might be some car parts. There might be an actual vehicle inside of the shop. But in order to figure that out, you're going to need to go and investigate it. So then, so when Bobby stares at Big Bubba's for a few minutes, that feeling of everything starting to like dark, darken his vision. And it's slowly all encroaching in on him until he he closes his eyes and shakes his head and uh, wipes the tears off his face and marches back downstairs and uh, looks for Padre. And he'll walk up to Padre and he'll be like, a, a padre. The, amongst the list of things that we are probably going to fucking need to survive at least until tomorrow so we can try finding like our families and shit. One of the things on that list should be a new set of wheels. And uh, I just looked down the street and it looks like the doors over at, at Bubba's is wide fucking open. Mind you, there there are some zombies out there i can't believe i'm fucking saying this by the way and he'll he speaks up so it reverberates in the cathedral right and he'll look around everyone who was by the way i fucking called it fucking zombies and he'll look back to padre and and be like i think i think it should be towards the top of our list if we head over to big bubba's because not only are we able probably to find a good uh, a good car but we'll be able to get some fucking tools and whatnot. So Padre just looks at you, Bobby. And after a brief few moments of contemplation, he just nods along and says, I hate to say this, Bobby, but you are 100% correct. There are a few things that outside of just getting supplies and things like that, I do think it's in our best interest to try to get the van or a new car entirely. But I will definitely add that as he as Padre looks over to Artie. There's also a couple other things that we need to check out, especially me and a few others to see if there's any if any of your families are still around. But we do have a lot of things to do. 
But I think for right now, we just take a moment's reprieve and we rest. Because who knows what's about to happen over the next however long this is going to take. Braves, Troop 202, let's begin. Let's begin making this our home for now. As Padre begins to search about for different things he can find in the cathedral. As all of you, even though CJ is currently still like on the kneeler, chilling for a little bit, I will include him in all this. As you all begin to do whatever you think is necessary when it comes to not only fortifying the church, but also trying to make it as comfortable as possibly can, find some extra. They're not necessarily blankets, but you find like the extra cloths in the room that go over the altar. You find just different things. And all of you begin in your own way to try to make this little cathedral your home. After everything that you have witnessed within the short span of a couple of hours and knowing that for some reason zombies are now walking amongst you all, but more so the ever-growing anxiety-inducing thought that your families are out there, but you don't know where they are, and even deep down, whether you all want to realize it or not, not entirely sure if they're all in one piece. Only time will tell if you will eventually find them. But for right now, you are all each other has at the moment. And what you do know for certain is that come what may, you're going to need to band together and be the junior braves that Padre Pio believes that you all can be. And with that thought in your mind, you continue to get the cathedral as comfy as possible and you make it a your temporary home. But who knows if that temporary home will become permanent over time. And that is where we're going to conclude tonight's session right there. <laughs> so when we come back with the next episode of Brave New Wild, we have a couple of things that our Braves are going to want to accomplish. What will we find at Big Bubba's Tire Shop? Where are the rest of everybody's families and siblings? Will they be able to repair the cell service? <laughs> because don't worry, we're going to get to that bit next episode. But until then, this is Mikey signing off for all of us here at Brave Do Wild. And from all of us here at Vibe Tribe Productions, remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. Until the next episode, this has been Mikey signing off. Until then, ta-ta for now. This has been a Vibe Tribe Production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.